Welcome to Insider Insights Podcast, a place where we dissect everything social media. I am Maria, marketing expert at Social Insider and a longtime fan of everything social. Every month, I'll talk to social media professionals who work in freelance, in-house for a company, or in an agency environment to get the best of all worlds. So grab your coffee and let's jump right in. In today's episode, you will meet Julie Riley, social media manager at StreamYard. She began working in digital marketing in 2007 for a Harley Davidson dealer and has worked in many aspects of digital marketing since that time. This includes working in e-commerce, SEO, social media marketing, chatbots, and more. Let's meet Julie and discover how her life looks as a social media manager and the impact of live videos on social media. Hello, Julie. Thank you so much for accepting my invitation. How are you? I am good. How are you? I'm fine. Thanks. Um, Let's start this podcast episode with a tiny story. Tell me, how did you start your career? (laughs) It is a very odd journey. Um, I was working for Harley-Davidson and was doing their early days of e-commerce and setting up all of their digital marketing um, in 2006, so at the very early days of digital marketing. And after I left Harley-Davidson, I started a family and was trying to figure out what I wanted to do at that point in time. I was staying at home and I started a cake business. Uh, It was something a family member had done and I kind of took over. And I discovered through that, that I was marketing my whole business in social media. It was the very early days of Facebook pages and Instagram. And so my entire business was promoted and marketed solely through social media. Through that, I fell in love with the social media aspect of the business and less with the work that it takes to go into making custom cakes. I went back to school to finish out um, my marketing degree. And after that, was able to get a job locally at a marketing agency as their social media manager. Learned so much through that time, left them after a couple of years and started my own agency. And I had my own agency for about three years before deciding, you know what? I really want to just have more time to focus with my family. And I love being a business owner, but it does come with a lot of hours and a lot of time. And through that, I said it was the right time to transition um, to working for somebody else again. And that's when I went to work for StreamYard. No, that, that's quite a story. And wasn't it hard to, I mean, you were an entrepreneur and then mm-hmm. you started working for someone else. Wasn't it hard to make this switch? You know, it really wasn't because being the entrepreneur, um, I was working so many hours. I never had an off switch. Uh, I, I was one where I'm like, you know what? It's Saturday and there's still work I can do. And it's Sunday. There's still... So I just was constantly working. And making that switch to StreamYard allowed me to kind of be more flexible. But the beauty of working for StreamYard is that we are a 100% remote company. So we still get to really set our own hours, our own time, and they give us a lot of freedom and flexibility, whereas I'm not going from being an entrepreneur to suddenly being inside of a very tight, rigid 
structure and box. Um, I can still make decisions for the company, um, for their social media and kind of putting that plan forth. So it's, it's kind of a entrepreneur type role without being the full entrepreneur. I understand. So this is, uh, this is nice. (laughs) So now you are the social media manager at StreamYant. Tell me Mm -hmm. what does your day-to-day schedule look like? Because I'm pretty sure each day is unique as a social media manager. Each day is unique. Each day is very unique. There are a handful of things, though, that I make sure that I'm getting done every single day. So the first thing I do when I get up is I log into our Slack channels just to see if there's any communication, anything that's happened from um, you know the team that they've seen that needs to go be addressed on social media. From there, I'm going to go check in with our moderators. I have some moderators that help out in our community and they are in other time zones. So they're working hours when I'm sleeping. They've got um, a Facebook group that we can communicate in and keep track of things. So I'll check in with them. I'll jump into our Facebook group and go approve any posts that need to be approved, check on any messages, kind of scroll through there. I use Agora Pulse as our social media management tool. And that is my next stop is to go into Agora Pulse and spend about 15 minutes going through our um, feed of comments, responding to any, checking on any messages, direct DMs that have come into the page, making sure they're responded to. And that's kind of like my morning core routine of making sure that every one of those points is touched. And that way, I'm touching all of our social media channels first thing. And I'll also do that later in the day as well. So I have two, two points where I'm, I'm getting in and really hitting the, all of those channels and those touch points. From there, it is greatly varying um, depending on if we've got a live show that day and I'm prepping for that or if I'm scheduling content out, uh, if I'm working over and making sure that all of our blogs are queued up into our other social media channels. And then really just working on overall strategy and planning uh, for future things. We do a lot of challenges in our group and making sure that those are queued up and ready for the next, next round. Great. So uh, where do you find inspiration for your social media content? You know, I really love going out and looking at different big brands and seeing what they're doing. And then pulling some of those pieces and some of those ideas, but then also going and looking at the small person, the small agency, the small business, because they're the ones that are still in the heart of their business every day. Whereas the big brands oftentimes can get very removed. The small business owner is still in there doing those touch points every day, writing their own content, scheduling it, getting a feel for their consumer. And that's what I really want to make sure is that throughout all of this, we've always got a pulse and a touch into the heart of our our, our customer. Great. So we talked about um, how did you start your career? What does um, a day-to-day schedule look like? And now let's talk about skills. What skills do you need for this career path? Because there are a lot of people thinking that being a social media manager is super easy. You just post on social media and that's it for today. 
Yes. I don't know how many times I've heard in my career, um, you know, in, in the last 15 years of somebody saying, well, I hired my niece to do it. Or, you know, I, I got this high school girl, she's helping out. And I'm like, okay, that's great. They can, you know, schedule some content for you and they can make some posts. But when it comes to getting that overarching strategy and really getting in there, the first thing is, is you've got to be fast and flexible. Uh, social media changes daily. <laughs> you know, we used to say at one point it was kind of changing, you know, every couple of weeks, every couple of months. And now it's almost daily that there is some new change, some new shift on a platform and that you've got to be on top of it. So fast and flexible and really able to multitask. I am a list person. I have, um, you know, my whiteboard next to me that I'm constantly making lists on to keep me remembering because I will look at somebody and say, okay, I'm going to go get that taken care of. And I'm in the middle of something else. And if I don't write that down, I'm never going to go get that taken care of. Um, And, you know, some people can store it all up in their head, but lists are so helpful. And then the willingness to always be learning Uh, because it's changing and it's changing constantly you've got to be willing to learn and grow with it and accept the fact that it's going to change and not get so upset every time it does or so rigid and going, I'm not going to make that change because I don't like it. It's going to change whether you like it or not. So you're going to have to flow with it and and really be willing to do that. Um, You've got to be detail-oriented, but creative. Uh, you know, so very organized, but go find that writing, go find that inspiration. And there are so many tools out there. Uh, you know, I use one and I cannot think of the name of it off the top of my head. I'd have to look, but I write a sentence and then I can highlight that sentence and it will give me suggestions of other ways to word that sentence. And it's such a fabulous tool. Let me go look real quick so I can tell you what that is. Yeah, sure. Uh, because this is super interesting. Yeah. So it's called Word Tune. And I love it because when I'm writing my posts, I can highlight that. And then I can say, you know what? I need that sentence to actually be more business oriented or I need it to be more playful. Um, And it will restructure that sentence and give me options to choose from just to make it sound a little better. Oh, great. So this is super interesting. I'm going to to try it. Yeah, I, I fell in love with it and it's been very helpful. Now, This pandemic changed the social media strategy at StreamYard because um, I'm sure that things are are different now. (laughs) Yes, very. So, you know, StreamYard is a very young company. We're only about two years old. And prior to the pandemic, we were growing um, and at a nice steady rate. March hit and things absolutely blew up with people wanting to use live video. And of course, that is what our program is. We are a live streaming application. And that really caused, you know, a flurry of hiring within the company, making sure we had the right support team members, and then starting to get our messaging out there to everybody that, hey, we are the option for you um, to use for your live streaming, that you'll be able to multi-stream to multiple platforms, you're going to be able to communicate with your audience. So really getting that word out there that you're stuck at home, but you don't have to be isolated use live video to communicate with your friends, your family, your audience and consumers. 
Great. So what there are a lot of people out there and I'm one of them. At the beginning, I was super afraid to press that live button. <laughs> yes. What would you recommend for people who are afraid of going live? I love this question. Um, there are so many tips that I could give on this. I could, I could we could do a whole podcast just on this one. <laughs> but uh, for starters, you've got to practice. So go start a private Facebook group. Invite in, you know, maybe your mom or a brother or sister, a couple of close friends, people that are going to that you trust and start going live in there. Get comfortable with looking at the camera versus looking down at your computer screen. Get comfortable with how you're going to position yourself and what you're going to say and jumping right into your topic. I know you'll hear a lot of people when they're first starting to go live and they do the, hi, so I'm live, but I'm going to wait for some other viewers to get on. What I'm going to tell you is never wait for other viewers to get on. Get on, jump right into what you have to say. Because even if you build up a very strong live audience, you're, the majority of your viewers are always going to be replay viewers. And they don't want to wait for you to get to your message. So they will drop off. You'll lose your replay viewers, which you're always going to have more of those. So get right into the topic. You might circle back on that topic, you know, once or twice, that beginning point as viewers come on, but get started right into it. Listen back to your audio and to watch your, your videos back. You will hate it. <laughs> you will not want to do it. Uh, there's actually a term called voice confrontation, which is hating the sound of your own voice. And it's something that most people actually have. I cannot stand the sound of my own voice. But what I've learned is that what I'm hearing and what others are hearing are two totally different things because of that voice confrontation. So watch yourself back. You will start to see, you know, okay, was I really uncomfortable and slouched over? Or was I not looking at the camera? Where um, I talk with my hands, were my hands in front of my face while I was talking with them. Um, in getting that kind of comfort level, practicing, the more you practice, the more comfortable you're going to get to then go deliver your message to your whole audience. The other thing is, is be genuine and human and your audience won't care that you're slightly uncomfortable or that you're nervous or that it's your first time. They will forgive you. Tell them, hey guys, this is my very first time going live with you. And so bear with me. We're going to learn how to do this together. By being open and honest, they're going to be like, you know what? We'll do this. We'll watch. We'll, we'll support you. Good for you for doing it. Um, and know that it's the internet. It's technology. It's not a matter of when something, or it's not a matter of if something will go wrong. It is a matter of when. <laughs> something is going to go wrong at some point and just roll through the mistakes. If the live drops off, come out, come back and say, guys, I don't know what happened. The internet cut out, you know, being genuine and honest is going to get people to know, like, and trust you. Great. I'm happy you said that because one of my biggest fears was people will judge me. I'm going yep. to say something stupid. I'm going to say something wrong. People will say, oh my God, I don't want to see, I don't want to watch this. And um, a 
after I realized that people are not judging, that they want to see other people and they are there with me supporting, it was super easy. Yeah. And that's really it is the more genuine and honest you are, the more they're going to support you. And the thing is, is you're going to be relatable because somebody else watching that is going to go, oh my gosh, I was super nervous too. And she said she was nervous and she may look like a pro, but she's going to talk about when she first went live and all the mistakes she made. And she might be great now, but somewhere she started making all those mistakes to learn how to get better. Um, and, you know, and it's kind of that old adage of don't compare your day one to someone else's day 100. Exactly. So what are the most important lessons you've learned through the years? Oh, um, own up to your mistakes. You're going to make them, <laughs> you know, be, don't, don't try to hide something that happened. You know, if you posted something and it tanked and your boss is upset or a client is upset, own up to it and say, you know what, this didn't do what we wanted it to do. Let's shift. Let's make a change. Now let's move this direction and we'll make this better. Um, know that things are going to happen. Like I said, you know, it's, it, things are going to go wrong and, and mistakes will happen there, but really, um, being genuine and honest and true to yourself throughout the whole process is what's really going to help. Um, the other big one I think would be is willing to listen to feedback. It's so easy to go, you know what? I've been doing this for 15 years. I'm the expert in my field at my company and I know what I'm doing. You know, this other person doesn't know what they're doing, but they might have a different perspective or a different idea or a thought process that I didn't think about because I am at the end of the day, one human, and I can only think of so much um, in so many different angles or directions. So listening to that feedback and that direction from your peers, your coworkers, your clients, um, and the customers, because they'll tell you what they're thinking too on their posts and willing to make those changes. So the most important lesson, own up to your mistakes. We are all human. It can happen to anyone. I think people are always afraid to do something wrong. And from my perspective, this is a huge mistake. Also, listen to the feedback. Maybe people are giving good ideas. Great, Julie. I love your answer. If you have to describe StreamYard's social media strategy, how would you describe it? Yeah. Um, you know, ours is currently shifting right now as we have grown and really gotten this big um, overarching presence. But one of the things that we're really working on is making sure that we're reaching our customers everywhere. So we are, um, you know, over on Instagram, on LinkedIn, on YouTube, on Pinterest, uh, you know, Facebook, Twitter, we, we don't have a presence on Snapchat or TikTok at the moment. Um, those are probably the two that we, we haven't gone down that road. Uh, we tested out Clubhouse. We found that we are a live streaming uh, platform and, and our customers are hanging out on Clubhouse, but they weren't really wanting to come hang out and talk about live streaming. So we have stepped away from that one right now. And I think that's something that you have to really um, test all the platforms and see where is your audience live and spend your time there. So our strategy right now is to make sure that we are um, building up our global audience. We're in the process of launching um, some new international uh, things that we're going to be uh, having coming hopefully in quarter two here. 
So we're very excited about those and, and reaching more of that international and global audience beyond just our uh, English speaking audience. So you are now on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn. How do you manage to develop and expand the community? And how do you manage to keep the community engaged? Yeah, um, I love that. You know, our, our biggest community that we keep engaged is our Facebook group. Um, we have 20,000 members in there. And that's one where we're spending a lot of time doing challenges, uh, doing Fan Friday things where we'll ask people to do something or comment on things. And we'll send them some swag for that. Uh, we have a lot of fun over there in the community with those. We just finished up VEDA, which was video every day in April and running that challenge the entire month. On our other platforms, we're working on getting um, content out that is going to inform our audience, help them. Uh, we The big thing is, is we want people to level up their streams and to constantly be getting better. So we're going to take our blog content and make sure that we're sharing that out or take our YouTube video content, not just our live content, but our tutorial type content and getting that shared out so that our audience that is beyond those two channels, um, you know, coming to our website for our blog or coming to YouTube will be able to know what we have to offer so they can get better. Mm, now, th please tell me the most significant marketing challenges you have at StreamYard and uh, how you can overcome them. Yeah, I think the most significant challenges right now are um, getting unique content out to each platform and making sure that you're reaching everybody. Um, and then the biggest one is because we are a global company working with um, our customers in other languages. I speak English and, and unfortunately I, I did not learn any other languages. Uh, thankfully, some of our tools do translate those, but it's hard because we might be using a tool that translates, but when we reply, it's not always translating it back. So we're having to make sure that we go figure out, you know, what language they're replying to us in. We can go translate that, use the best that Google offers. Um, and so really wanting to make sure that we're still communicating uh, with our global audience and not just ignoring them because I speak English. Mm -hmm. I understand this can be a challenge for everyone. Yes. Um, now I have... Actually, I have two more questions for you. Okay. Can you tell me one of the most important campaigns you did on social media and which were the followings? Um, so right now we have not launched any big campaigns. Uh, the first one that we'll be launching will be coming up this quarter. Uh, and that'll have to do with some of our globalization plan that we've got that we're working on. Uh, All of our ad campaigns, we have um, a separate ad company that does those for us. And so those are run that direction. But I'm excited for the new globalization one. Now, if you could teach me three things about social media management, only three things, what would you teach me? Oh, um, my goodness. Okay, three things. Uh, learn where your audience is and start there. You do not have to start on every single channel. So pick a couple that are where you're the predominant audience is going to be spending their time because that's who you want to reach. And so if your audience is not spending their time on Instagram, do not go spend your time on Instagram because you're going to waste your time and not reach your audience. 
So start where your audience is. Get involved with live video. Even if you are uncomfortable, start with practicing and get involved with live video because live is such a great way to reach your audience, but to build that engagement. So create a plan, you know, even if it's a 20 to 30 minute show, it doesn't have to be an hour to two hour long show, whether it's finding somebody to interview or sharing tips and tricks about your business, uh, whatever it is, kind of create a strategy and a plan and start a live show that is consistent. So it's every week, the same time, every month, the same time, whatever it is, get that consistency so your audience will know when you're going to be going live. And then um, the third thing is, is use the tools and resources that will help you. So you don't have to be a one-man band on one platform trying to do it all, then going to the next platform. Use the tools like Agora Pulse, like WordTune, um, you know, Grammarly, uh, lately for repurposing. By utilizing these tools, they're going to help you maximize your time uh, because most social media managers are a one-person job. Uh, some companies have more than one, but generally it's one person doing all of the social media. And if you're not um, finding these tools that'll help you, then you're going to burn out and be exhausted. Oh, this, this is really a great answer. So let me sum up. So the first thing, learn where your audience is and start from there. Actually, I've always said that if you, are, if you spend three hours designing your Instagram post and your audience is spending time on Twitter or Facebook, you just, one, are losing time. And second, you won't see results. And you, you said this great. Uh, so your second advice was to go live. And from my experience, I can tell you that this is the best advice you can give anyone. And third, use tools and resources to make your work easier. And uh, my last question for you is uh, what are... If, no, I have one more question before that. If you, Let's say you could choose another path, not mm. social media manage, manager. What, uh, what would you have liked to be? Oh, goodness. Um, I, I don't know because I love what I do so much. And once I really found it, it was that, that perfect thing. I did kind of have other careers before this one and had tried other things out. So I think for me, there wouldn't be any other. Um, I already tried those <laughs> and it, it wasn't what I wanted to do. And, and once I fell into this one, it was what made me so happy and wanting to get up and do my job every day. Great. So now what are your future plans? Where can people find you, follow you? Yeah, I am... Uh, my personal is at social jewels, ICT, pretty much everywhere. And jewels is J-E-W-E-L-S. So that is, you can find me just about everywhere at social jewels, ICT. And then of course, StreamYard, we are either at StreamYard or at StreamYard app, depending on the platform. Uh, we had to modify it a little for a few of them, but that's how you can find StreamYard. Julie, thank you so much for this talk. It was great. I, uh, I took a lot of notes. I discovered WordTune and I'll use it for sure. And I had fun talking with you. It was really fun. 
Thank you again. It was a pleasure. Everyone, make sure you follow Julie on social media, StreamYard, use them, follow them, and make sure you stick with us until the end because next month, another episode of Insider Insights Podcast, Season 2, Social Media Manager X is going to be live. So, see you soon. 